Welcome to David Clark's We Are Superman podcast, episode number 223. I am your host, Bill Stahl, and this is a special Leadville preview edition. I'm uh, This is a couple days before the race itself. Uh, I've been spending this morning doing really exciting things like trimming my toenails down as far as I can. Um, I've been taking a um, pumice stone to my heel. Uh, I've got a bump that keeps growing back there from when I had my Achilles tendon rupture surgery some years ago. And so I've got to basically sand down my heel as far as I can so that doesn't irritate on the inside of my shoes. So I'm um, doing a lot of that really exciting stuff, but uh, really looking forward to this um, it's going to be kind of exciting. Uh, I was just looking at the entry list this morning, and uh, I'm one of the oldest runners in the race anymore. And so I have a big goal here of trying to be one of the very few runners. Um, I, I don't know how many there are. I'm going to research this after the race if I finish. When I finish, I should say. Um, to finish the race in four different 10-year age groups. So um, I, I would imagine Bill Finkbeiner, who finished the race 30 times, probably is in that category. I uh, don't know for sure, but uh, I would imagine there may be two or three, but I, there, there can't be that many. So that's my little little offbeat goal here anyway. So I, I noticed there are only 11 runners who are entered in the race who are older than I am. So I'm getting towards that upper limit here, but uh, I'm feeling good. I, I've had a really good block of training. Um, I've been injury-free for the first time in many years. Um, I don't know if it's due to the vegetarian diet, as I mentioned earlier, but I'm sticking with it. It seems to be working. And I, I like I say, I have not had any major things. I've got just a couple minor things going on. Um, my hip has been bothering me for a while. I've been hitting it really hard with the Volterran and that seems to be helping. I've got a little bit of a right big toe issue that's been going on for uh, all of 2022. I'm not sure what that's all about, but sometimes it feels like the toe is sprained, but it hasn't been a big, big issue. So uh, the other interesting one is I actually had to get cleared by a cardiologist who told me that um, you know, my doc has been alarmed because of my ridiculously slow resting heart rate, which is in the upper 20s. It's really pretty hilarious when I try to give blood and they, they don't think I'm alive, but um, I do a couple jumping jacks and I get my heart rate over 40 for them. So, um, But yeah, it was kind of funny when the cardiologist said, yeah, you're okay to run. Just don't do, you know, if you have any symptoms, you, you should back off. And, you know, I asked, well, what kind of symptoms are you talking about? Well, you know, things like shortness of breath or lightheadedness. And I said, I, I had to tell him, like, what do you expect happens when I'm running 100 miles in Leadville? I mean, I'm going to have, I'm going to have all these symptoms that you mentioned anyway. So, um, you know, I'm not going to stop for those, obviously, unless I drop dead or something, I guess. But uh, no, I should be just fine. It's just, um, my heart is just so super slow at rest. It's just really pretty uh, funny and I, I guess alarming to these guys. But um, the weather this weekend looks like it could be a little interesting. Uh, they're predicting rain. Um, you know, when you see that in the Leadville forecast, sometimes I assume it's just going to be the afternoon showers, which are so typical in the mountains. Although there are a lot of people saying that it looks like it may rain a lot more than that. So we will see. I'm kind of uh, conjuring up some old rain gear. Um, you know, don't need a lot of that in Colorado typically. Um, even going to pack a few um, trash bags just, just in case, just to throw them on if I need them. And so um, 
Other than that, uh, temperature should be pretty good. It'll probably be in the you know 30s in the in the middle of the night there, which is to be expected. So I'll have my cooler weather gear, and then of course during the day, um, I'll have my uh, French uh, Foreign Legion hat in case it's sunny. Uh, it looks pretty ridiculous, but it works really well to keep the sun off of me. I have the sunscreen and all that, but uh, you know I think it'll be pretty normal. I'll, I'll have a couple different pairs of Solomon Trail running shoes that I use. I always change my shoes after coming through at Twin Lakes on the return after you've gone through the Arkansas River and your feet have gotten good and soaked and it's night or getting to be night. So it's, it's always a good time to kind of get into some dry shoes. And uh, I, I've shared this before. Here's my little secret to try to keep my feet dry, not getting that trench foot thing. And actually, it's really, it's an anti-blister preventative. I simply don't get blisters because of a trick I learned from Al Howie, who ran across Canada back in the 1990s. And basically, I will be wearing two pairs of women's nylons underneath my regular dry max socks. And the, the nylons rub against each other, and they dry out very quickly. It's a, a little embarrassing. Uh, you know, I, mean, I told this to the kids on my cross-country team yesterday. I said, you'll be able to make fun of me all year, knowing that I was wearing women's nylons while running a race. But they really do work. It's a, it's a little secret I learned that uh, has, has treated me well. My biggest problem all the time is I have this bad tendency to take the, all the skin off the bottom of my feet. I try to toughen up, up my feet on the trails, but for whatever reason, once I get into these ultras, get out there, I start taking all the skin off the bottom of my feet. So part of my med supplies and even in my drop bags will be a rolls of duct tape. And uh, I've even learned, I, um, you know, the first year I did that, uh, poor Shane, one of my pacers, had to put duct tape on the bottom of my feet. And that's what got me through to the finish. And what I learned is once your skin is loose and you've been pounding that duct tape on your feet for 30, 40, 50 miles, whatever, um, that tape doesn't come off. Uh, it's taken me three days to get the duct tape off my feet after a race. So I've learned I take duct um, pre-wrap that you use underneath you and if you're taping ankle or something i will um you know put pre-wrap on and and then put the duct tape over that and that way at least the duct tape comes off afterward and the duct tape still has the uh, benefit of protecting my torn up feet so kind of a uh, just weird thing i do but uh yeah i'm in the final preparation stages here packing everything up I, i'm putting together a whole notebook for my crew i've got some returning crew people, um, Brian, who has paced me at the end of my race when I finished in 2015, will be serving as my crew chief. I've got uh, Scott and Shane Miller, who um, Shane is somebody I coached. I just mentioned his name. Uh, he, he's paced me out there before. Um, Gabby, who's a girl I used to coach that same year Shane was out there, who, who paced me over um, – well, no, she paced me that, that last stretch again um, in 2010 during um, – around Turquoise Lake to the finish. Uh, she's coming out from Kansas City, which is really cool. She's coming coming out to help out and um, my sister and nephew are coming out from North Carolina which is really cool they uh, I don't think uh, anybody in my family's ever seen me running in an ultra much less running really so uh, they're coming out they're they're in for a big shock uh, coming from sea level and coming up to Leadville seeing everything going on so um, and there's some of many people I have in my crew. It's so, so, so appreciative of all of them. I know when I'm out there running, I'm going to be thinking about uh, a lot of the people who've helped me in the past. You know, when I'm out on the trail, I'll be thinking about all the people, you know, going back to 1994 when um, I first finished. Actually, 1992 was my first attempt at the race. So 
be thinking about all the people who've been out there on, on the trail with me before and uh, crewing me and, uh, you know, just really appreciative of all the help out there. And uh, certainly I want to wish luck to all the racers who are out there. And a lot of folks will be out there. Uh, there's some big names and, and other folks, but I uh, just really want to wish good luck to everybody out there. Um, you know, I'll run through a – well, actually, first, I was just going to mention, if you want to track my race out there, you can track anybody for that matter. And Athlinks, A-T-H-L-I-N-K-S, they, they will have a, a link up there where you can actually track the runners. I'm number 845, and um, it should be uh, – it, it's not something you want to do all the time. PLX will be out there running a long time, but uh, you can't keep up with the runners that way. Um, I'm anticipating – I'm I'm going to be probably that golden hour finisher. You know, I'm getting up there in years, even though the training's been good. Um, my strategy is I'm going to be going out extremely conservatively. Um, listening to Jason Coop's podcast, you know, hearing how uh, he had a nutritionist on, talked about how differently you process your carbohydrates at high altitude and how you just cannot get out of a glycogen deficit, basically. You can get out of a hydration deficit, but you're never going to get out of a glycogen deficit. So I'm really going to be working on the old uh, sip, sip, nibble, nibble routine. So um, in my ultimate direction pack, I'll have uh, a bottle on each side, one with electrolyte drink, one with water. Um, I'll be using the the Roctane that they use at the race itself. I've been training with that and it's, it's been working pretty well for me. At times I may carry a third bottle inside my pack just to make sure I'm staying hydrated. I'm going to make sure I'm drinking at least every 15 minutes. I want to make sure I'm taking in calories every within every 40 minutes. Uh, the, the rule of thumb is simply going to be, you know, 250 to 350 calories per hour and 16 to 28 fluid ounces. Uh, hopefully even, you know, keeping on the high end of that range throughout the race. I'm going to really focus on trying to keep the hydration and fueling up and that way um, hopefully get to Hope Pass feeling pretty good because Hope Pass is always my bugaboo. I'm, I'm okay at running uphill, but I'm not good at those really steep slogs where all you're doing is hiking with poles. I am terrible at that. I mean, I can be cranking out as hard as I can and people will still pass me like I'm an orange cone sitting on the trail. I mean, it's it's just kind of ridiculous. So I'm hoping by having a better energy level, I may be able to overcome some of that. And so, um, you know, in 2019, when I, I knew the odds were against me because of all the foot issues I had, I was actually still feeling pretty well when I got about a third of the way up Hope Pass up and man, the wheels just kind of fell off on me. And even though I, I kept pushing, pushing, I just, people were just like, say, flying past me. So I'm going to go out conservatively. I, I know then I run the fine line of you know pushing up against maybe some of those early cutoffs, which uh, is kind of strange, but um, I'm, I'm going to, like I say, try to just keep up a good steady pace. I'm going to you know, I've, I've always had a mantra out there, uh, RFM, Relentless Forward Motion, which uh, seems to have gotten adopted by a lot of other folks. I, I don't know if they got it from me or elsewhere, but um, just the idea of always moving forward. So I'm going to try to blow through aid stations as much as I can and have a lot of prepack. you know, have my crew prepackage things. I eat a lot of fruit, which is different than a lot of runners, but I'll have them throw, you know, Ziplocs full of fruit at me and I'll, I'll, you know, whatever else gels and I'll take that out onto the trail with me so I can just keep moving as much as I can. But my other mantra this year is also going to be RRM, which is relentless running motion. I really want to maintain a run as slow as I can, but still running 
on any of the runnable portions of the course. And there are a lot in Leadville. Um, it's really a run with a few major hikes thrown in. So, um, you know, for me, what's going to be key is just running those sections that are flat or downhill as much as I can. Um, in years past, I've trashed myself coming down power line outbound. It's so steep fly and I love running down hills that are not technical. So, uh, there's one year, um, I, I flew down that thing and realized by the time I got to the bottom, I totally trashed my quads. And I don't know how I finished that year, 74 miles or whatever with no quads, but, uh, I'm not going to do that again. So I've been practicing really shortening my stride, short, quick strides going downhill. And hopefully I can preserve my quads that way. And then, uh, one thing that is always an issue for me is I don't have that really slow gear for running, um, you know, some people can just maintain a, just a very slow and it just doesn't work for me. And so, uh, what I'll end up doing is I will run for several minutes and then walk for 10 or 15 seconds just to reset my pace because my pace gets to be too fast. And so that way I can reset my pace and kind of slow it down again. It's kind of an unusual method, but it's one of the things that I have to do to preserve myself out there. Otherwise, like I say, I just run too fast because I don't have that low gear that some people do. So we'll be trying all those things and, and, and hopefully it, it gets me through. And, um, you know, the, uh, food intake, uh, you know, it, I think, I, I think I've got a pretty good handle on that. And, uh, I've been using a lot of those goo gels, which they'll have at the race. Uh, I'm not a big fan of just of eating things like gels all the time. Like say, I eat a lot of fruit. I'll eat some of the Excalibars, which you've heard me talk about. I practiced with them and, uh, they did really well for me in training. And, you know, I may use some, you know, mashed potatoes, ramen noodle soup, uh, fig Newtons. I like, um, but, uh, you know, other than that, it'll, it'll be pretty basic and, but just steady, uh, steady drip as they say. So sip, sip, nibble, nibble be my key. Uh, wanted to mention uh, some of the, the people I know who are in the race. Uh, and one of the people I'm excited is going to be there, strangely enough, is Ian Sharman, who is a, I believe, four-time winner of the race. But when I was the last ass in 2015, Ian was the winner of the race. So the fact that he's coming back, I'm not sure when the last time he actually ran was, but somehow I consider it like a little good luck talisman that, um, that Ian's going to be back in the race. I think if he's there, it's going to help me finish the race for some reason. It was really funny when I was the last ass and I got to go on the stage during the awards and I was up there with Ken and Merrill Lee, which of course is hugely special. And, uh, but I'm up there with the uh, women's winner. I can't remember her name now and uh, Ian and, um, you know, it was just, it was kind of crazy. So I'm excited. Ian will be back. Um, Hella Sadipe is going to be there. He's uh, been on the podcast and he, um, is attempting his first hundred mile race. It'll be interesting to see how a guy who's had this long running streak of more than five years. And of course he's run across America, see how it translates to running a hundred mile and in Leadville. And, you know, he came out a couple weeks ago. He's uh, to train up here. He's been training with Robbie Ballinger. Somebody else has been on the podcast. Uh, both guys are vegans and both guys have done incredible things. And Robbie broke his ankle while running. So uh, he's not going to be able to help Hella. So uh, I know that's a, a big bummer for him, but um, be interesting how Hella does out there. And uh, my good friend Tyler Andrews is coming out. Uh, I've run with Tyler down in Ecuador and in Peru. And he um, was winning the race last year, leaving Winfield at mile 50. And then things fell apart for him. And he ended up kind of hobbling home in, in, in 14th place, I think it was. And uh, good for him for finishing that, that year, but um, last year. But he came back and crushed the course record in the Leadville Marathon in June. 
And he's been training ever since up in Peru at 16, 17,000 feet. So he is coming down to Leadville, one of the few people who gets to do that. So he is in, in great shape right now. And I know he's definitely looking at uh, trying to win this race. And he'll go up against Adrian McDonald, who we interviewed after the race last year here, who uh, won the men's race. And so, uh, you know, could be a pretty exciting duel. I understand from what people think this is a very deep field. And uh, Don Reichelt, who's a friend who lives in Fairplay, Colorado, uh, very high up and not far away from um, Leadville, is going to be there. He's getting a little revenge, as he tells me, over what's happened to him before. He's hoping to run 17 hours, which is uh, awfully, awfully fast. So expect to see Don right up there. So good luck to him as well. And I've got an athlete who I coach, Scott Sneller, who's going to be running. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. He's been just just killing it in training. So I'm excited to see what he does. And then another guy I know who lives right on 6th Street by the the finish line there is Mitch Dulloch, who uh, he had a rough one last year and is kind of out for revenge also. So Good luck to him. And then uh, on the women's side, I know um, Annie Hughes, who is the defending champion. Well, not defending. She's the champion from last year at the age of 23, but she's not running. She ran High Lonesome, the 100-miler in Buena Vista last month. And I know she's training for Run Rabbit Run and Steamboat Springs in September. So she is, even though living in Leadville, she's going to skip the Leadville 100 this year. And I hope to run into her somewhere out there in the next couple days. Uh, Annie is just, just so much fun. And, uh, but she's, she's got other things she's going to do this year. So, uh, I know Addie Bracey, who is a very well-known runner, um, has had, uh, her, uh, what, what do you say? Uh, had some, I learned some humility, you might say at, at Leadville before, but she uh, was hoping to win and, and took a runner up spot. She's coming back to, Hopefully try to uh, run the race uh, more intelligently, you might say. We all learn after the first time. I'm not saying anything against Addie. It's just it's you know one of those things you learn in this race. So she's coming back to run. Um, I'm not sure if Claire, Claire Gallagher is running. I've seen some things about her out there. I have a feeling she's not, but uh, you know she's a former champion of the race as well, has run one of the fastest times ever. So uh, she will uh, – I, I know she's in the area anyway. So um, – so that's kind of just a, a, a quick preview of uh, what we're looking forward to with Leadville. Uh, as I said, super excited and um, just looking forward to seeing everybody up there. And, um, you know, if you're up there, say hi. Uh, you know, lo- love to connect with everybody, anybody up there. I'll probably be handing out a lot of my B-positive bracelets to people I see. And, um, you know, if you have any uh, late advice for me, drop me a line. <laughs> I, I, I'm not uh, adverse to learning from anybody else's experiences, even though this will be my ninth time going to the starting line. Uh, this is uh, one I'm really excited about because, again, uh, feel healthy. Uh, obviously, there's, there are always things I wish I could have done more of, like, you know, in this case, maybe spending more time at higher elevation. Um but you know, you, you know, you can't just wait till that perfect time. You know, you just got to go with what you've got. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. And um, you know, there's always unexpected things that happen. It might be the weather, it might be you know blisters or whatever. But you know, who knows? And um, I'm definitely going to be uh, making sure to try to get on top of just about everything. I'm loaded up with you know whether it's squirrels nut butter for the chafing nip guards. Uh, you know, got it all prepared. Got, trying to get it all organized, so uh, I'm excited going in. So, uh, thanks for for listening to this preview. I'll definitely be updating everybody uh, when when I get back after the race, 
And uh, hopefully we've got a lot of good stories to tell. So thank you very much for listening to the We Are Superman podcast. I just wanted to add real quickly that hopefully you've had a chance to get registered for the American Heroes Run September 9th and 10th. That's David Clark's tribute to first responders, military veterans, and service people, and those lives lost on 9-11. And and by the way, I didn't mention earlier, but I'm going to be uh, wearing a bright green shirt representing Warrior's Ascent. Uh, actually, it's, it's going to say Team Leadville, but uh, these are folks who I talked to uh, Tony Hoffman on this podcast earlier. Wonderful organization, helping out veterans who are going through pr- tr- uh, post-traumatic stress. Uh, really holistic approach they take, and so I'm so proud to be able to represent them. So during a large portion of the race, I'll be wearing their neon green shirt and hat, and uh, thank you to Tony for sending me those items. And... Um, you know, uh, they, they are, like I say, very special groups. So, uh, And again, it was very near and dear to David's heart to be able to honor those folks. So that'll be going on um, in Longmont, September 9th and 10th, the American Heroes Run. It's all on Ultra Signups website. You can sign up there. There's a virtual option, in case you didn't know. You can do this race virtually. We will send you all the same shirt and finishers awards that the runners who are in Longmont get. So um, and we will record those results as well in, in the official results. So if you want to do the race virtually, you can sign up for that too. Again, on ultrasignup.com. And um, as always, uh, make sure you subscribe so you can load all new episodes onto your phone. And if you enjoy the podcast, the best thing you do is share it with your friends, social media, and please give us a review of those five-star ratings or reviews. Really do help us out appear higher in this podcast services search algorithms, helping more people find our show. So uh, once again, thank you very much. And until next time, always be positive. Positive.